Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two musical artists whose names sound similar, but the music is very different. This week, we're discussing 50 Slint. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. And this week is uh, a, a hip hop mogul versus a rock and a, and group a, and a and a bankruptcy or oh boy bankruptor. That is true. He did. He did become bankrupt. Uh, Chapter eleven, baby. <laughs> so as usual, we will we will cover and and he I didn't finish because I interrupted him. I said a uh, rock band. I he did. He did. Any, yeah, there mm-hmm. wasn't a good distinction. A there. seminal. Post-rock, math-rock group. Uh, we'll, we'll really dig into Slint. So if it's a case that you somehow found Ooh. your way into a 50 Slint episode and said, I just want to hear about Slint, give us a minute. We're going to talk about 50 Slint No one doesn't bit. want to talk about 50 Cent. Yeah. Yes, I Nobody, know. That was yeah. the joke. We have that to... was the joke. Everybody wants to listen to the 50 Cent part, and they're going to be like, well, I guess we got to listen to Slint now. Nobody wants is well okay. No, I know. That was what Okay. Was so we'll warn you before nobody you should Curtis, turn I'll warn you when you should turn it off. Curtis that? Jackson, yep. uh, also known as Fifty Cent, is uh, a uh, uh, hip hop man. He also acts. He has his own uh, film about a, his life. He's a businessman. I was alarmed he's got to a see a video him. game. Two video games actually. I was alarmed to see how much popularity power had. Yeah. I like knew that he was involved in the the television program power, but uh-huh. I didn't realize that it had become such an important aspect of the stars. He's a connoisseur of lawyers. Mm, He's true. had so many. He can tell you the good ones and the bad ones. He yeah. loves vitamin water. He has Vi- his own vit- vitamin water. Uh, vitamin, vitamin, vitamin. He uh, he does have his own flavor, as well as being a spokesperson and a person who contributes to the brand. Even though Coca-Cola owns him and doesn't care about him. He also once successfully sued Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> He's an odd character to say the least, uh, old 50 Cent. What a guy. It's funny. So if we were to go back on the the beginning of 50 Cent, a lot of it is, of course, built on, uh, in a weird way, Dr. Dre. Because mm-hmm. Dr. Dre found uh, Eminem, our, mm-hmm. our favorite, of course. Well, it wasn't yeah. supposed to be. And then Eminem... Landed upon Fifty Cent, and that's how we became a con. The, the world in which we listened to Fifty yeah. Cent, and the what is what is the term for that kind of early two thousands hip hop? It's like uh the the bling rap, or what's the what's the terminology again? I don't know. I'm unaware. Yeah, I'm unaware as to. There's what... a certain terminology. It's like kind of the club style rap that like Nelly and Fifty Cent and what yeah, have it... haves you released during that period of time because it really so was like the predominant kind of hip-hop. style. It was the predominant kind of style of hip hop. I just don't remember. There's a certain kind of term to it because it's not gangster rap. It's not like it's its own kind. Of, I think it's bling rap is actually the way that I. Think. I hate. I hate that. That's what it's called. I know, but there's there's time periods, and so you know he was really like, I would say Fifty Cent was probably the most important, not necessarily the best, but the most important hip hop artist of like the early to mid. More than Nelly, I think so. Yeah, probably more than Nelly, Nelly. was ranked higher. And what? As a rapper? In the best rappers of the... What was the Rolling Stones? It was Stone? Eminem, and then it was Nelly, and then it was 50 Cent. Hmm. 50. I, I mean, Eminem is obviously more important uh, at that time period than yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah. Because, like, 50 had a few relatively big songs. Uh, In the Club is uh, probably his biggest, as we just played. I sure. don't know. 
Candy Shop is very good. Coming up uh, on it. Uh, Wankster is a good song. What do you? What else? Uh, Twenty One Questions is good. That's a good song, but it's him and uh, the game. It's a game song, right? No, it's on his album. Oh, no, it it's Nate Dog. Oh, Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's on. It's on Fifty Cent's album. Okay, you're right. Okay, it's a great song. Yes, I like the instrumentals in it. I I don't know that I to go ahead and get straight to it. I don't know that I love Fifty Cent's like style of rapping. Honestly, like there's a certain level of I don't know. He's like kind of nonchalant about it. It seems kind of just like a, like he's really chill uh-huh. about the way that he performs. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but like he's, so what was the way that they describe it about him? He's just master of the nuanced art of lyrical brevity, lyrical brevity, which means not many lyrics. Yeah. He like, it's a, it's a very, very artistic and cute way of saying that 50 cent ain't got a lot to fucking say. And it's true because like, 50 Cent is a okay artist. He's good at creating hooks. And I think that's important that he knows how to make a hook. He knows how to deliver a hook. But it's not as though 50 Cent has ever utilized his musical acumen to make anything actually that compelling. He just like, it's your birthday. Like, you know, like that's really like, it's kind of his old MO. Have you ever partied like it's your birthday before? I, you know, I have on my birthday but I don't typically party like it's my birthday on other days of the year. Well, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know, man. A, what a sad life. Sometimes you got to party like it's your birthday. You know, you tell everyone, hey, it's my birthday. Let's go to the pizza place. So you, <laughs> you get to the pizza place. Yeah. And you say, mm-hmm. two pies, please. It's my birthday. And they say, you know, what? we're just going to charge you for the one pie. And you say, well, thank you. Why wow. you do that? You say, well, it's because it's your birthday. And then someone sneaks a memo to your waiter or waitress, your server, that mm-hmm. it's your birthday. And a mariachi band. At a pizza restaurant? <laughs> appears. <laughs> I oh, was God. thinking that too. I was like, And serenades like you romantically, really. You're, you, yeah. They're going to carry you back. They later uh, hit you in the face with uh, whipped cream. Yes. That happens there too. It's a, a crusty, way of flirting. A crusty tortilla. You might tortilla. not know, but it is, it is them flirting. And then you leave the said pizza place. Uh-huh. And... Uh, you, After the mariachi band came around. You go to uh, a local drinkery. Okay. In which case you say, it's my birthday. Uh-huh. And they proceed to pour things you don't want into a small cup that you must drink. Uh, Somewhere in the distance is Morgan you're, Wallen. You're, he's there. Uh, you're mildly embarrassed the entire time. And then oh, Morgan Wallen. Oh, I don't, I don't want all this attention. Morgan Wallen appears uh, and, you, you know. Calls it the N-word? Yep. And, and then your birthday's over. And, and your birthday's the, over. Cr- the clock strikes midnight. And you say, "I wish I had never done the this." The reality song. of it is, is I I party like it's my birthday quite regularly. I two pies at my home. <laughs> uh, coupons I've only paid for one of them, and I just pour a bunch of liquids I don't want into a cup. And Morgan Wallen will not go home. Ease into my couch. Yeah, watch Morgan Wallen on YouTube. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I I don't know how one. Uh, parties like it's their birthday, but I do know that 50 Cent does not bring a lot lyrically to the game. Not really. And I don't think that that's like what his intention was. I don't think that he came in thinking, like, I'm going to tell a compelling story with my music. I think 50 Cent knew he's the kind of guy who just makes a hook, and that's what was really, like, that's what landed at that point in time. That's why Nelly had the same trajectory. Nelly also never really had anything that compelling to say unless he was paired up with a country oh, artist. Oh, come on like, now. I think he's got... Lyrics 
in like in country grammar. Come on now, he's got lots of lyrics in country grammar. Nelly, yeah, you will if you listen to that song. Hot in here is a good song, but that's on par. You with You don't in like the club. country grammar? I'm not saying that. Caleb that was is the one who's, when I was who's disparaging. You Nelly. should know when we were young, that was on the radio all the time. Wasn't disparaging. I'm just saying that the, a lot of the artists during the ride the with me early, is a good song. Ride with me is good. Uh, must be the money. The early to mid 2000s weren't necessarily that interested in making like lyrically compelling music. Well, we didn't care so about. Fi- we don't. I know. The radio doesn't really care about 50s, that. But that's why Fifty Cent thrived during that period of time. But like Eminem did it at that time. No, Eminem had more that he wanted to say in his music. Not that I agreed with what he had to say, but he did want to have a little bit more. To- that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that Eminem. You're saying that at that time, sure, people in popular radio did not make songs like that and i'm giving you an example of somebody in popular radio oh, at I see that what time saying. like I, see what saying. I mean there was a there tupac did it uh and and biggie did it and eminem did it sure um yeah but like during this period we have like the fat joes and the mike jones and the you know these types of artists that like yeah, Paul you know, Wall. Paul Wall. These are the Got, predominant uh, uh, kind of artists. Something like a disco ball. Remember that, man? Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Is this Bubba is, Sparks, booty, 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 regular around. These are the types of hip-hop that we heard a lot during this time. And yes. that's where I yes. think 50 Cent slots in perfectly. Sure. Because, like, the thing that is the case is that 50 Cent, like, he hasn't really lost relevance, but his music would not land the same way today. Well, he hasn't had an album in, like, in six the, years. In the Club is the same I thought song. his last album was 2018. No. Was it 16? 17, I thought. Okay. 14. Jeez. Animal Ambition came out in 2014. Okay. And it's he has an album called Street King Immortal. That's TBA. Six years later. No no release date. Oh, really? That's what I was wondering about because I had read about it. All I'm saying We're waiting to for you, you is <laughs> is that I think In The Club is just as uh, much today as it is. It. it could be. It's just as good today. People mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm, still. They mm-hmm. still play it all the time. In the well, club. What I think is kind of funny about that song too, about the birthday thing, yeah. is that uh, they t- people tend to play it on their birthdays, even though it's telling you to, to not like, do it on your birthday right. any other day. They want you to party like it's your birthday on a day that's, that's not, not your, your birthday. birthday. But you, if can't... I party like it's my birthday on my birthday, because yeah, he said perhaps... we don't we don't give a a blank if it's your birthday. That's right. It's uh, it's I think it's the most misunderstood song. In entirety of pop music. It's the least birthday birthday song that sure. has ever been released. When, if someone plays this on said birthday soon and at our age around me, I must have I must educate them. You know, this is not a song for your birthday. You know that 50 Cent wants you to play this on every day that's not your birthday. May we reconvene too. tomorrow to play this song and party as if it were today? So I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia page here. For, yes. the, for the album Animal Ambition, his last album that came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has on here... The singles from Animal Ambition. There are eleven singles that came out from that album. You know how many tracks it has? Eleven. Oh every no! Every single every single oh, song from the album came I out as a it. single at various points. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you the can't first, buy a Pirate Weekend everywhere. The first single came out according to this at on March eighteenth of fourteen. Horrible. The last single came out May thirtieth of two thousand fourteen. So they all came out, and it was like week to week, week. So I, I mean, they just came out like I guess as uh, like a sent to radio. Do you think maybe he just released the entire album as singles? I don't know. And then he was over like when it was over. When it was over, he said, "I hope all of you were using your home cassette player to record each of those because this was the album." He forgot that that was. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing came out on June third, so I don't know. Because no, because it came out on June as an album came out on June third, and the last single came out May thirtieth. 
So yeah, um, that was only a couple of days later. Like his his whole goal was to release the entire album as singles, and then when he did, he's like, now you can just buy it. Maybe that's what he know. did. Not bad. To... You know what? I'm reversed. Pretty okay, Fiddy. I like what you did there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Not quite good enough to get a golden accordion, but you're moving there. You're getting there. <laughs> One day, we hope he does. I think it's worth also digging a little bit into uh, 50 Cent today. Okay. Because, of course, we are fairly aware of you know the impact that 50 Cent had throughout his, his you know duration of his more uh, active career. You know, when he was getting shot and making music. Yes. Um, he making, did one. Making video games, of course, as, yeah. has, has been mentioned. Um, making television, you know, programs and what have you. But really, the last couple of years, he's really had mostly a social media presence. I don't right? know. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how that is a thing that he somehow was like. I'm just gonna make my whole career mostly based on my Twitter. What else are you gonna do? I don't know. I guess that's fair. Like, if you're not gonna make music, I guess at least make like Twitter posts. Did you see what his what his uh, political leanings were in November? Yes. So he had come out and said he was not going to support Joe Biden because of his tax plan, how he's going to tax the rich. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm rich. That's yeah. me. And then later he said, uh, fuck Trump. Oh, right. <laughs> and so it was like, well, which one are you picking? And he's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I think he had uh, supported is... Hillary in 16 from what I read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It didn't work the same way it worked with Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne yeah. jumped on the Trump wagon. Sure, and, and then later was pardoned. So I'll give him up. I'll give Fiddy a ring and see. I bet you he voted for Howie Hawkins. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, I wish. I don't think that's true. I one wish bit. he would. It's funny because like it, he, I guess like he's somehow the way that I perceive it is that he's been able to get away with saying certain things. It's like, oh yeah, just fifty cent, you know. So like he's been able to kind of be. Um, a little, he pushes the the envelope a little bit more than maybe other people on Twitter are because he's Fifty Cent and he can do so. Sure what does he say he that you don't like? It's, I didn't say he did said things that I don't like. Oh. He just he's he said things that have been a little bit more inflammatory. Uh, he said uh, <laughs> I don't like Biden because I got too much money. Uh, so we watched a video, uh, Caleb and I, of Fifty Cent yeah, was in an airport in Cincinnati. Oh, this boy. is not good. The airport. This is not good. Or was it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Fifty Cent was taking a video for Twitter uh, a few years ago, and he was recording a janitor there, and he was like, "You got, you look awful. Uh, this is what you look like when you go to work," uh, and just like was demolishing this guy on Twitter. A and janitor, a, a, a master janitor. of the custodial, a arts. young janitor, and he didn't talk back to him. And he's like, "You're so disrespectful," and this whole thing. Kids these days are so disrespectful. That was Fifty's point, basically. Turns out the janitor what? What? had autism. Oh great! And so he like was just dis- like the janitor was the kid that he was claiming was disrespectful. Yes, because he wasn't responding to him. Yes, as he was verbally destroying him. Yes, yeah, yeah. logic. It was not a good uh, look. And, no, I'd uh, say not. And uh, fifth, I don't know what like fifties response. Like I don't know if he like made a public apology. They sued him, I believe, and I don't know what happened with that, but. Uh, yeah, he he's gotten some hot water with things. He he's Did had you know some... he's actually in hot water right now. No, I just assume is... he's always. In, if I may be honest, for what might be understandable reasons, <laughs> pretty much yeah. always. You can basically assume... flip a coin. Yeah, I basically assume if Fifty Cent in hot happening. water, he is okay. Let's go. 50 he flips cent... a co- two coins. Yeah, 50... yeah, he's got two quarters. 
Anyways, so 50 Cent is in some hot water right now because uh, he most recently maybe had a couple of performances uh, for the Super Bowl. And he was uh, sure to have some pretty large performances where maybe people weren't wearing masks in large locations, as to say he was being perhaps not safe. Like uh, at a club or something? Uh, I mean, he is often in the club. Where did this I believe it was was indeed like... Yeah, a lot of uh, hip-hop people here recently have... um, I believe it was a venue in Florida. So here's what I'll say about this, and I want to get too political with it uh, because you guys, you know, we like to dominate. <laughs> excuse, stuff. excuse yeah. you. We like so, to take your political think, points, and we like to take them to the candy shop. I think that an issue is there's two issues that I find with the problem that we're having with people in hip hop doing shows the way they're doing them right now. Number one is that they don't really have another option if you're a musical artist and you're being booked by clubs that probably shouldn't be booking people right now, and and they're saying, hey, we want to pay you. 50 grand to come perform at this place or a hundred grand or whatever. And so they're going there worth a couple hundred grand and performing in front of people. And they can't, they're not going to like, what are they going to be like? What are, what, what's the room going to be? You know, like they want people to be there. Otherwise they wouldn't get paid. But at the same time, too many people means higher chance of risk. The other thing is that there is like a, an issue with, uh, African American being educated on what is happening with this pandemic is, and that they're getting like, they're getting the, the, uh, um, COVID at a higher rate because they are in areas that are closer they have to poor public health infrastructure. That's yeah. correct. So that's another issue. And, and it's so, true. I don't, I don't disagree with that. You're not saying anything that's wrong. Yeah. So, but I don't want to go too far into like no. getting into this. We're now. already we in don't, deep. We don't want to be called uh, names v- via email like we were before. Which one? Okay. Here's the thing though. <laughs> we do want to be called names via email. Yes. Please keep them accurate to the people that we are though. So true. if you're going to call us anything, be sure to call it loud Mouth, pretentious, pretentious, gay boys, gay boys. That's with, what they call with this. bratty mouths. Yeah, we, that's yeah. right. The brattiness. Two is... two people on no. this show have bratty mouths, and yeah. it's not me. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to make them guess whose mouth is bratty. Uh, I only like certain people to know how this mouth is. Oh my! And I reserve it mostly to angry ex girlfriends. Oh boy! I am probably the one that would lean the most towards the gay boy moniker. I would say that's probably what both of you would say. You were once saying, called queer bait. I was <laughs> once called that thing. Anyway, so Fifty that's Cent. Real. Um, let's play that video right. I found. So you. Did, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we should talk. Yeah, let's let's. You'd be the pretentious Let's talk one, a little though. bit more about that's Fifty fair. Cent and his fun videos. So yeah. Fifty Cent has found his way, as of course you would in the uh, mid two thousands. You found yourself culturally engulfed in the cartoon world. Mm-hmm. You have as to. many will. He really he didn't an make entire, it. Entire. He had an entire episode that he was featured fairly prominently within The Simpsons in which 50 Cent was involved with uh, Bart when he was creating a hip-hop career. But I personally prefer, I assume this is what we're leaning towards, is the Adult Swim Robot Chicken clip with 50 Cent. We're going to play that now. 50, a rapper going make track crunch. Block, turn around, kick, punch. Yeah, you know when the club we get down. Kick, punch. Turn around. We be kicking and punching and blocking. Blocking and kicking on night. Turn around. Blunching and kicking and turning around. We be punching everything inside. As we proceed to be what you need. Man, it's gonna go platinum. I know I can feel it. 
That was fresh to death, perhaps. Here's your advance in royalty. A billion dollars. Parappa, you never returned my phone calls, so now eat bullets and lick my balls! Uh, it's the tip time I've been shot. Bullets are like food to me. I So that particular video actually reminds me of the question of... Does anybody remember when people in the rap, uh, the rap game, if you will, started having like a specific like sonic moniker, if you will, like the G G G G unit? Yeah. Like when did that happen? Like when it was like Akon like, did it. I know. Like there were so many artists, and they still happen today, where you hear like a certain little like signature that tells you, oh, this must be a song from Lil, this person. Little John. All oh, of them. Yes. Oh yeah, so many people. I like it. I don't remember that being a thing with like a lot of like the early hip hop. Yeah, who was the first person? To do That's it? what I'm saying. I don't someone, know. Yeah, someone had it. Well, so yeah, the, somebody had to do it first. I don't know who. The, that's the that's the question. I'm thinking people earlier than you might think. Hmm. I don't know. I run the, I, run the jewel. Run the jewels kind of does it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people do. Like even like like producers will do it. Like yeah. again, like even Mike like, Will made it, mm-hmm. and uh, all those people. Yeah, I like the air horn. That's my favorite. Oh, when there's an course. air horn coming in, oh boy, I'm in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kenny Beats yeah. has one. Like it's like they even like a the, bit the of... smaller end of hip hop. You know, like who someone is by the little signature. That Louder they do. than Araya talks about this a little bit actually, which is kind do of they? Yeah, about one specific thing with regards to uh, mixtapes. Good Which podcast, is pretty interesting. Yeah, it is a good podcast. It is. Um, but yeah, like 50 Cent, of course, is one who does like, he has like three. Like he like really wants you to know who he is by a couple of his little like, hey, this is who I am. It's like a weird like early branding mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I know I'm about to sing you a song, but also I want you to remember that I'm a part of the label G unit. I'm a part, like, you know, he like wants to let people know, they know what he's involved in. On the radio, they, unless you're listening to a good radio station. Uh, they don't say what songs are played very often. You know who it might so, be? So, you know, they just got to tell you who it is. It might be Flava Flav with Yeah Boy. That uh, might be it. I'm, I'm looking at this article. Yeah and uh, That makes a lot of sense, actually. And uh, that's one of the first ones that pops up. It's like the mm. origin of it. This is what the, the article is, the evolution of the ad lib in hip hop. Ah, mm. that So that's sense. like, it, it depends on if you're calling... Uh, a signature sound and ad lib or not. I mean, essentially it is. It essentially really is. is. It is, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that makes a lot of I would not for some of re- like for some reason I wouldn't have thought of Public Enemy as the first, but that makes Curtis a lot of Blow. sense. Curtis Blow. That's, that's, that's in the era I anticipated. Though. Yeah. yeah. Curtis Blow, it says, did it uh, at some point as well on the breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he's just going like, ooh, ah. Kind of, like it's, it's not the same like thing. Because you have to have multiple songs if you did. Yeah, you got to. Right. It's got to be a regular thing. So like, Flavor Flavor does it multiple times. It's got to well, be like, significantly identifiable. Mm-hmm. So let's like, for example, let's play this song just a little bit. Okay. We're gonna listen to the first like maybe thirty seconds just to see like what kind of happens on this song. More than that. Yeah. Shady. Aftermath. Damn baby, all I need is a little bit. You got to tell them who you are. First yeah, of all, right. you know it's 50. You yep. know it's Aftermath Records. Yep. And you know it's come from G-G-G-G-G. Yeah, like that's like branding, branding, branding. Here, this is this is who I am. This is what label I'm on. And this is the group that I'm a part of. I like a part of that label. I'm in. But like that's not a thing that you hear in like all hip hop on like every, like every time that Kendrick Lamar releases a track, he doesn't say, Kendrick Lamar, this is my label. This is who I'm a part of. He says, Kendrick. No, he doesn't. Kendrick! No, he doesn't. King Kunta. Yeah. 
But Lil Wayne does it. Lil Wayne does it with the uh, lighter flip. You know, people love. He that. has been doing that lately. Oh, yeah. You're right. I love that. Kendrick actually does. Just, it's just a light up. He changes his branding like by album. Like sometimes he's King Kunta. Sometimes he's like just like he's very different things on different albums. Did Jay Z have something? Oh, I'm sure that Jay Z has something. I just can't think of it right now. Hove, maybe. What? Hove. That's what Hove? he's doing. H O V. Yeah, Hove. Oh, I don't know. You know. We did a whole freaking episode about it. You I know. I just Hove? don't remember the Hove thing for some oh reason. Oh, we should play the clip from uh, The Hangover. Oh, yeah. I found I, that. That is actually quite oh, fun. Before we play the clip from The Hangover, uh, I want to talk about his feud with Floyd Money Mayweather. Are you familiar with this? That's worthwhile. So, uh, 50 Cent wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, okay. And uh, as of like a few years ago, around the time of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, yeah, I remember those yeah, so 50 Cent did an ALS ice bucket challenge where he called out Floyd Mayweather and said, I want to fight you. You don't know how to read. I challenge you to read one page out of Harry Potter. And then he threw the ice bucket behind him and said, fuck the ice bucket challenge. Oh Which my is goodness. so funny because oh. the whole he thing. He really took the thing in a different direction. Go get YouTube this, please. This is a special A-S-L-E-L-S challenge for you floyd if you can read one full page of a harry potter book nigga i'll give seven hundred fifty thousand to whatever charitable organization you want to fuck the bucket ice man a phone call from my man jimmy kimmel jimmy said if floyd accepts the challenge that he'll put it on the actual show so you can read it on the show we don't want to put pressure on you we know you can't pronounce those words in that harry potter book so we're gonna let you read cat in the hat (laughs) it's good stuff that's really good stuff It's again like it's that same like inflammatory kind of like direction that you would take things if you were going to be like on Twitter. I can't tell if he was sleepy or drunk at the beginning of that video. It could be both, really. I uh, it's funny because like that's such a weird like tri- like Twitter sphere type of thing to do where you're just like I'm going to come at you aggressively verbally in a realm where I know that you can't do anything. I like how he's like I want you to fight me and. Mayweather's probably like, I'm not going to fight you. And he goes, you can't read books. <laughs> yeah, that was and pretty Floyd good. was like, wait, I didn't know we were going in an intellectual, like, intellectual way here. I've read every Harry Potter three times. That's what he was. It's he's a Harry Potter fan. 50 Cent is ripped. Yeah, he's yeah. real strong. He wasn't always ripped, but like at Yeah, but one that don't point, mean he can fight. It, but he is, How tall though. is he? Yeah, 50 but how... Cent could fuck you up. I don't know about that. He's, he's probably a lot bigger ruined... than Floyd Mayweather, though. So, oh, but it yeah. doesn't matter because he could not beat Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, he could Floyd know. Mayweather is like one of the most skilled boxers that you'll ever see. He's been training as a boxer Are they fighting in a career. boxing match? Yes, yeah, that's yes. what the whole bit is. Are they fighting in a boxing match? Or Even so, it doesn't matter. Kick his ass. Even so, it doesn't matter. Like a boxer is still a better fighter than no one, someone who's not trained well, to fight at if all. If he's throwing punches with, uh, with cushions on his hands, 50, it maybe. don't matter. He 50 can Cent is six foot tall. Guess how tall Eminem is. 5'7". Eminem 5'10". Oh, no. 5'8". You're very oh, close. 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 I almost said I, it. I don't know what I would have said. Uh, how tall is Mayweather? Like 5'5". Five, five. Well, I watched the Fantano video maybe, where he talked maybe. about the height of different rappers. So. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's part of... They're only good if they're tall. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have anything we want to oh, say? He's 5'8". Mayweather's 5'8". So he could, that means he could definitely beat Eminem. Listen, oh, yeah. Listen. We have been talking about 50 Cent for a while. We have not said a whole lot of substance. Anything other than, like, you know, like, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying was a big debut album that made a fuck. 
No, like what I was gonna say, his album. Yeah, yeah. That album was yeah. like a huge selling debut album. It was I like really the massacre. Good. I like the massacre. The stuff in the massacre is probably the better. The biggest debut albums, like Fifty Cent. You have to it recognize, big. even as we kind of like toe the line of just being silly, silly fun times. Like Fifty Cent is like a pretty legitimately important like, hip hop artist that we don't remember as much as we do. I remember in when In the Club was a big song. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird because since that was his debut mm-hmm. and it came out, I remember being like, yeah, I remember thinking. I mean, we were young. It was two thousand and three, I think. I believe that you are in the right realm. That and, album came out in 2003. Yep. And so we were, I mean, we were kids, right. essentially. But yeah. it was on the radio and on my bus. And because uh, we listened to Louisville stations, 997DJX, anyone who listened to other Louisville Shout out to stations, the radio. Suck. 98 Nuns, a bunch of wieners. Anyway. Because uh, I had... Did you just on a podcast call a radio station a wiener? Uh, no, it's so that everyone on 98.9 and all the people who used to listen to it when I was a youth are wieners. Oh, and if you listen to 99.7 DJX Radio Louisville as well, you were much better off because it had uh, different, better things. And Nelly Furtado was on there occasionally. Ooh, we like her. Yes, we do. We, we, do. we, we do, do like Nelly Furtado we on this podcast. Her. So No y'all. one here dislikes Nelly Furtado. <laughs> shout out to Nelly Furtado. Shout out. Shout out to Nelly Furtado. Shout out. Anywho, I remember it in being like that. Okay, and I thought at that point that Fifty Cent was already a big deal. And, oh yeah, but the reality is, is he really wasn't no. a big deal. Well, I think like, to the level I thought he was. I think he presented himself like he was a big deal immediately. Yeah. Like he knew, like okay, I I I matter. Yeah. In a way that, like, because I think that like the charisma of hip hop sometimes speaks more than anything else in hip hop, especially in that period of time. Yeah. I think that Fifty Cent, like exuded the kind of charisma that was necessary to become swagger rapper indeed swagger i like uh i like the song many men from that album too that's like one of his like it's not his best known song but you could argue it's his best song because he's talking about how many men want to kill him and so he's calling out like after being shot uh nine times in the face or whatever like he's calling out He's calling out these people and being like, yeah, like you have tried to kill me. Many men have tried to kill me and I'm writing a song about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Like, like, uh, it's like his most probably credited. When I read like YouTube comments and stuff, like the song that people talk about with uh, 50 Cent the most, yeah. possibly like in the club is his biggest song. Probably yes, the probably. massacre was a really big album. I remember when the massacre right. came out his, his second album. Me too, yeah. Cause I remember when candy, candy shop. shop was big. I like, remember the that music was a, video for it and yep, everything. Yep. So yeah, I mean, he's not, I think the reason he's not in the conversation now is because he's not like the best rapper as we discussed. Right. But he was so big and he still like sold a bunch of records and he's like very influential Mm -hmm. to people now. Well, he still, he rears his head in the most infrequent ways musically. He's still involved in the culture and he's still involved in business. Well, I mean, he's he's still making movies. Yeah. yeah. He's a Jay-Z style kind of mogul in the way that was described as him. He was making TV shows. He's in part of businesses. He makes money. He's not. He also, yeah, but he, he also, also ended Ja Rule. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ended him. We need Ja Rule he, back. He did transition quite successfully initially from a music, like a hip hop artist, into a businessman. Yeah. Right. He oh, did yeah. really well yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um, until 
he owed everyone a bunches of monies. Right. <laughs> including his lawyers. Yeah. Well, because he actually got hit very hard by the 2008 recession, believe it or not. Like, he's, really? he had a lot of his money into, like, the stock market. He was, yeah, and he was a real And the stock market did not do so well during the 2008 recession. So he actually lost, like, millions of dollars at that point in time. But he was still pretty successful with other bin- business He made ventures. $100 million because he enjoyed vitamin water, which we, which we mentioned. <laughs> we have mentioned that again. He enjoyed it so much. He needs much. it. He's so ripped. He he needs hydration. He loves it so much. He went to Glasso and said, "I really like the way you make water taste," which is really what he said. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they said, "Cool." And he said, "What about a grape flavor?" Yeah. And they said, "You want your name on it?" And he's like, Fitty, "Yeah, fitty like." So they did it. Fitty like. And then in doing so, he also became a stockholder. Yeah. That's in cool. which, when he got when they when Glasso got bought by Coca Cola, he made, like he made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, on like his awesome. deal. millions of dollars. It Just because he likes awesome. vitamin water. I love that. That's and a great And then story. not only, as I mentioned earlier, not only after they bought it, they're just like, "Yeah, let's be real, Fifty Cent. We're Coca Cola, and you're so far down, we don't care." But uh, you like vitamin water? He's like, "Yeah, I'll continue to just tell people and do product development." And they're like, yeah. "Whatever." And so he did. And he still does. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's wild. Pretty, it's pretty wild, actually. It's funny because, like, again, like, because you don't, like, especially, like, now, there are so many hip-hop artists. So, like, you could look at, like, a Busta Rhymes or you could look oh, at, like, yeah. a Method Man who still rear their heads in hip-hop albums when they want to. I don't really remember frequent 50 Cent features. You know, like, he, he was on that Pop Smoke song. That way, we played that. He was, and pro- it was, he was pretty part big. of the production of the Pop Smoke album before Pop Smoke passed away. Yeah. And he was on a Griselda track, which I've talked about Griselda in a couple different capacities. But yeah, like, his. his his appearances are rarities. Yeah. To say the but least. But he's the 45 he a, years old, right. and you cannot stay in hip-hop that, like, unless you're Jay-Z right. or Eminem, like, most people are not relevant in hip-hop for the their mid-40s. So Probably he had not, to take no. what he was successful at, which was not just music, but he's still acting in films. He's still and again, produ- the TV shows He's are an executive producer yeah. of, of the show Power. Yeah. And he's still doing... And the thing is, is, like, you said that he's a declared bankruptcy, but like that doesn't end you. You know, like that actually. Well, no, can sometimes it was help chapter you. eleven, so it's not. You know, but uh, it's not the same as. Well, Floyd Mayweather couldn't even read that far into the book. <laughs> he did. Floyd Mayweather. I started the page and I said, I don't think I'm going to pass that this was, bucket challenge. If you were to open up all of the additional drop downs on Fiddy's Wikipedia page and press page up and page down, you'd get more than one page in. So he definitely didn't see it or know about. The it. last thing we were going to talk about. While you were on Wikipedia years ago, I thank was, you. Yes, good. Caleb wanted me to bring this up because I had totally forgotten. Uh, we, I used to like, I still do, and it's kind of the do all the time. Is it's kind of the, a joke of the on show. Wikipedia, really. yeah. Uh, we get on Wikipedia a lot. Uh, we cite our sources to a certain extent, but not always. But when I was a kid, years and years ago, I for some reason went on Fifty Cent's Wikipedia page, and somebody had edited his page to say he was Bugs Bunny, and changed all of the things. So here's the story. It's not that it was just Bugs Bunny. It was that Bugs Bunny was a part of some kind of radioactive um, circumstances that then transformed his body into a 50 Cent-like character. And Mm -hmm. so now 50 Cent, who is Bugs Bunny, has to continue to perform as though he is this large, muscular black man. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like a Roger Rabbit smash-up scenario, right? Truly. It, uh, so... 
I think that it probably happens more frequently on Wikipedia than we like, but there's so because it's at this point there's so many people who are yeah that are editing it yeah. and like fixing things that it, people it can't stay quickly. that long. Yeah. yeah, like at the time we were on there, it wasn't as prominent. Now it's like one of the bigger websites. Now you can't even jokingly put that your buddy is a prominent alumni of Ball State because he installs printers on people's home networks for more than twenty hours. You did that, my buddy, and they get and they deleted they it. They deleted it. Oh. Sorry, Nick Burton. Sorry, Nick. So uh, let's uh, move on to a, a group called Slint. Let's from do Louisville. that. Oh, good we, choice. We really what? Could... Don't ruin it. Where they're from. We could have really spent a lot of time on 50 Cent, but let's spend some time on Slint. It's a good idea. I stepped out onto the midway. I was looking for the pirate ship. Jared, I feel like as though um, – I don't mean this in a mean way, but I just don't feel like you probably enjoyed Slint that much. I did not enjoy Slint that much. Did you listen to Sad. Spider-Land? Like, have you listened to the whole Spider-Land no. album? No. I, I didn't would. think so. No, why would I do that? Because it's Because it's good. good. It's very, very good. I don't know this band in any way. This is the first I've ever heard them. Right. So uh, do I you know will... the band King Missile? King Missile? Yeah. Have you ever heard of King Missile? No. They have a song uh, – Play play their most popular song on we on Lime. We're on, going straight on, to okay. On we're going straight to this is King this Mist- is okay. what it made me think of, and that you can tell me uh, if uh, sure if I'm right or wrong, and if I'm wrong, I do not care because this is what it made me think of. We're done with that one. Do you I know mean, that, like, I, do you know that song? It's called "Detachable Penis." Yeah, but it's not it, the lyrical <laughs> I, I, delivery. Is is it's a little different? Kind of similar. And you I think, think that's what it reminds you. What of. you're what seeing is I the heard, prog rock influences that did come into the post really, rock, math rock realm, and then the spoken lyricism. Nah. Sure, we can go in that direction. I will say though, is, is that the like, King Missile his retractable penis? The band is called King Missile, and yeah, the song is called don't. Detachable Penis. But is the missile his penis? Probably. <laughs> I don't want to do this so bad. Sounds like the King Missile. There's a there's a band called King Missile 3. Bad. Our, Probably. A, that's let's get, let's get back to... Let's talk about Slint. So I think, you've derailed. Uh, immediately. No, I didn't derail. We just wanted to talk about You've drailed it so hard. I'm so sorry. You dreidled us. I'm so sorry. Uh, so it really makes sense, though, because, like, Really, what it comes down to it is that our Patreon represents this very well. So the first person who commented was John, who said, I listened to 30 seconds of Slint Song, and that was enough that I know I liked them more than 50 seconds. And that was Jared. That's Jared. And David felt the same way. He said, I'm with John. I've known about Slint for five minutes, so voting for them is more about disliking 50 Cent. Whoa. And so like when it comes down to it, like... Oh my God! Voting for Slint ends up being like the Joe Biden to the Donald Trump like in how, our modern yeah. era. I like how in that we vote for Slint because it's not Fifty Cent. But the thing is, is that like most people just don't know who Fifty Slint or who Slint, Slint is. is. He's done this. Yeah. We don't know who Slint is, and the reason for that is because like Slint really was such a weird blip in music. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But well, the, the yeah. impact of the, they're the ripples. A small stone that caused many ripples. That's really. exact. Yes. Thank you. 
That is really what Slint is. Yeah. Slint inspired so many different realms of music without really even like attempting to do so. Yes. In so many well, weird ways. Yeah. I don't think that they like because like they weren't like the story of Slint. I think is a lot more interesting than people give it credit for. Um, Tyler, of course, you could speak to this just as well as I can, but we can get into it. So Slint, of course, started out their first album was Tweez. Yep, great album. Tweez was, Tweez was course, produced by Steve, produced and then also recorded by Steve Albini, which who they went to because they were fans of Big Black. Which if you this week I listened to all of Slint, whoa, it's so hard, two albums and then a small. EP that is made up of two songs, but it's all really good. And Tweez sounds like Big Black. If you've ever listened to Tweez, it's very different from Spiderland. Yeah, it's a, well, it's it has a lot of the the similarities lie in the guitar play and the overall dreariness in the guitar play. Right, but it sounds like uh, new. It just sounds like kind of I don't know. It's it's very Big Blackish. It's got a, well. They obviously have a lot of the same kind of inspirations where the post hardcore realm of music comes right. from, which is of course inspired by the big black realm of music, right. which so, makes a lot of sense. That's why they went to Albini, and then they couldn't release the album. They tried to release it on Touch and Go, which is the album that Spiderland was eventually released on, and they weren't. Well, they, they wanted to be on Touch and Go, and then right. they couldn't, and they right. wouldn't go for it. So it was it was kind of self released on a made up label of that is based named after one of their friends, indeed. And she paid to release it, so they just claimed it was on that label. So it came out, and... Uh, only really album that was ever released on that label. Yep. Yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. And all the and actually, they recorded two singles where the tapes were shelved and never released until later on in their careers. Last thing that was released by them. Mm-hmm. But uh, then, so the, the people were high school at the time. They were young. School. Yeah, they were, they were like about weirdly 18, young. Yeah, 17, 18 years old. And uh, one of the members ended up not liking the mixing and recording of Tweez, so they ended up yep. leaving. And you know what band they formed? A band I'm quite enjoy. First off, all right, let's start. I have to start off with this, I Hit guess, it. to describe it. Hit it. They're a Louisville band. I love Louisville. I grew up in a small town in south- southeastern Indiana, about 45 minutes from Louisville. It's a city that we went to all the time when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And Louisville has a really interesting music scene in terms of, the hi- it, currently it is too, like many places are, but historically they have interesting stuff. Will Oldham is from Louisville, mm-hmm. and uh, tw- of course Slint is from Louisville. And, we talk about and of course you mentioned the two of them for a very obvious reason. Yes, because Will Oldham's brother played in previ- the band prior to Slint uh, that two of the members were in. Will Oldham's brother played with them, and then Will Oldham was introduced to them. And Will Oldham is a band friend of Slint. Also took the the photo took of the, photo. the main cover yep. of Spiderland, their second album. Yes. So, and he and so the guy who left formed Louisville band King Kong, which I really enjoy. They have an album Funny Farm that I like a lot, and I like the rest of it too. But they have a song on there called Scuba Dooba Diver, and I love that song. Nice. So he left and formed King Kong, which and King Kong is an interesting group. Because it's a collaborative group where he's the only consistent artist and he has other artists in. And one of his albums is actually all of Slint just recording as King Kong. So it's pretty interesting. Afterwards, they went off to college uh, at different places and would return and write and rehearse uh, when they came back to Louisville. Created works for a second album. And uh, went in, finally touching... By this time, like, Tweez had been kind of stewing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Touch and Go had gotten hold of it and ended up really enjoying it. And uh, they were kind of making a name for themselves in the underground, very underground world, really, with Tweez. Well, they like they sold so few records yeah. of Spiderland. And obviously Tweez, but even Spiderland, like, did not sell super well on Touch and Go. Right. Like, it was, like, not just because they moved to, like... 
a still very small independent yep, label did label. not mean that they blew up at the time. Yep. So they developed all this. They developed the songs for Spiderland, decided to record it, recorded with Touch and Go, recorded with one of the engineers that they chose from, from the Touch and Go from, I believe, from Minnesota, if I remember right. And uh, it was recorded live, and then all of the lyrics were overdubbed. The guy wrote lyrics in his parents' car on a cassette recorder because he just listened back to it and just came up with them. So it was released, and it was huge for underground post-rock people but it, it didn't not make it even into like very at many the time, hands. though no not at the beginning like not even when they released it it didn't even like move a lot in the beginning the only reason really from my understanding that it moved was because of albini who recorded yes. tweez he comes out he rec- he releases a big you know op-ed kind of you know article saying like you know slint is a big deal mm-hmm. you should be paying attention this album spiderland is amazing i did things for tweez and like what they did on Spiderland was so different and so like much better than what I did with Tweez. And so like really it's a weird concept to think, but like we wouldn't have had Slint in the same way had it not been for Albini, which right. of course, Tyler, we all know you have a, a I love large Albini. love for Albini, I love Albini for very good reasons. Yeah. This is part of my uh theory on the connection between Louisville and Chicago music. Which I've not gotten. To, I, I wanted to talk about it. Well, I want to really just write something about it at some point. But. I would love to think more about that too, because like, so just recently we were talking about this new album that was released that is clearly inspired by Slint. Yeah, even as a mention, it, it does indeed. It does. It's a what is it? Big Country, Big Black Country, New Roads. Black Country, New Roads. Thank you. So Black Country, New Roads just released a debut album that is clearly inspired by Slint. And the other thing that I noticed is an inspiration is somebody like American football yep. and American football have like an odd kind of, um, you know, experience along with someone that like slint where they are clearly inspired, but are making different kind of, they make like the mes- well, mid- Midwest emo style yeah. from Illinois, yeah. uh, Urbana area. They're both math rock. If in terms of, uh, I mean, slint is categorized in various ways, post hardcore yes. math rock and post rock, all of which are very suit- suitable. Yes. But which the is- songs differ over the album. Right. And therefore, they traverse different genres. They do indeed. And so, you know, you look at some... Because really, I think the way that to look at Spiderland, which is obviously, you know, a big reason why we talk about a band like Slint, is because they are a cult, a cult favorite, you yes. know? Which is the same as, like, American Football. American Football released, you know, their 1999 album, and people remembered them for years and years and years and years and years on because of the one album they released as their debut. In the same way where Slint's Spiderland, which was released in 91, yeah. has somehow kept their name, like, at least, like, minorly relevant even you can go to a good 30 years I don't, ago i don't think that american i don't i think that american football is way more uh like well known than than slint i would agree with that it's yeah. like kind of like you discounting how big american football is when you put them in the same conversation as slint the <laughs> reason that i bring them into the conversation has is anybody because, ever as like, is, is uh squidward ever dabbed to slint and they should uh, they really should that? slint at some point uh, if no. they don't if they don't slint if they don't dab they don't slint. to nosferatu man they're just not doing it the right way i agree but no i i see what you're saying because i do think that american football is you know, if you're talking about mainstream popularity, yeah, yeah. which again, like really American football are only really popular now because of being somehow memefied. Yeah. Which is Kurt, such an Kurt odd Cobain concept. should have wore a slint shirt and then we all would have cared. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't, he, it would have been quite brief the time period in which he would have. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but like, what, like three years? 
No, two? Less really? Three, yeah, less than 89, 94? If he had, yeah, early, though. April, I believe. Yeah, well, that's true. Aren't we talking about, like, 91? That'd be, like... Yeah, three, late 91. 91. Uh, okay. Yeah, Not okay. the point. Anyways. Not but, long... I believe it was just slightly post my birth, you know? Point being... Point being is is that like Slint is kind of like not the first but one of the early like indie cult albums where you look at like the albums that became popular not even just like over time but are still very secluded to like small conversations in music in the same way like you know obviously this is a much bigger example but like a Neutral Milk Hotel which is very popular in music spectrum of music you know the, the the big critics the 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 people who dig deeper into music but it's not like neutral milk hotel is a household name you know slint is obviously the even farther back end of that where yeah. spiderland is a very very well known and respected album in the musical conversation but if you look at like a mainstream perspective like no we don't have any well, no, idea what's going not, on it's not it's not a mainstream album i mean it's not even a mainstream because even it's not a mainstream sound that's no, what i was gonna say no. even spiderland what they were doing was not a sound that in, really inspired mainstream right. music it inspired the underground indie scenes of math rock post hardcore post rock like godspeed you black yep. emperor and things like that like that's really where their inspiration ended up transcending into other locations they didn't really touch on modern mainstream music really in any way i think that their influence is still felt because if you look at it like you know the midwest emo sound of an american football who were obviously in my opinion inspired by a slint who were doing kind of a math rocky sound in the same way eight years later then influence other midwest emo which then influence other emo which then influence other rock like you know you can go in these ripples for a long time if you wanted to but their direct sound no do you know uh, really what Rolling Stone gave uh, this uh, Spiderland album in 2004? What? In, in a fourth edition of their album guide? Go for it. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half out of five. It, it's <laughs> very well whereas, whereas Melody Maker in 1991, a magazine, gave it, quote, 10 fucking stars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't it? Was That's Melody Maker the one that... Um, uh, that Albini wrote for him? Was it Melody Maker? It's a it British Albini? magazine, so I doubt it. Do you know what Pitchfork gave it? No, what is it? A 10. Oh, my. They did. For Spider-Land? What about for the Spider-Land? other Spider-Land. They don't have Tweez on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Tweez is really good, though. I, if you, I mean, if you like Spider-Land... It's not as well-respected. I think there's a certain level with Spider-Land of people just, like, appreciating because other people appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I think that happens with any kind of music, though. Um but I do think, yeah, I don't think that Tweez is bad. No, I Tweez think is good. People should recognize Tweez more if they're going to like Spiderland. I just don't think that people want to go back and look at it in the same way. Well, that's it's dumb. obviously produced differently. Yeah. And I do think that, like, <laughs> one of the compelling points, too. So this is a, a very brief, like, specific conversation to me thing with Spiderland. So I listen to Spiderland. I very much enjoy Spiderland. I've enjoyed it for a very long time. But I listened to it and I said, you know, I don't think that I got a lot out of like the lyrical content of this album, even after listening to it multiple times. So I actually, and I've only done this on the rarest of rare occasions. I listened to the entire album and read every single word of the album. And you can do that very easily with Spiderland. Like Uh there's a lot going on uh, lyrically. So the first song, Breadcrumb Trail, is about, like, this guy who goes to, like, a carnival and is on a Ferris wheel with, like, a, a um, you know, a, 
uh, he a waves, fortune teller. He you know, waves like, goodbye to the ground. He waves goodbye to the ground. And then you have a song like Washer where he's talking about like suicide. Is, is that one right? That's a suicidal kind of so. like ideation one. And then, you know, Good Morning Captain is inspired by poetry. Donna Man uh-huh. is a song about like, you know, being at a party and feeling out of place. Mm-hmm. And like, like all of these songs have like very odd but also very complex stories and they make the lyrical content interesting enough that I would want to sit down for 40 minutes and read what's going on in the album. And a lot of albums don't have that same kind of experience. That's... I didn't have to spend as much time with For Dinner because, you know, sure. no words, yep. but not the point. That's kind of part of the uh, what they're given as well, is that the, the way that they went about lyrics, not only the uh, performance, but the way that they wrote them, is, is indicative of a later sound in the genre as well. So mm-hmm. everything that has been found is influential. The effects, the guitar play, the layering, the intricacies that are sitting on top of it, and the lyrics. And it's hard to find a group that uses lyrics in that way. I mean, we're, right now we're hearing it with a lot of uh, post-punk type stuff. Like, for instance, that yeah. new Shame album has a similar lyrical type thing going on. Mm-hmm. You could even like... And it's hard to hear it and not credit s- it back. Right. You can even go a couple steps back to, and like, I know this is going to be like kind of an odd person to bring into the conversation, but like, you could look at like the more kind of like spoken word style, like a Me Without You mm-hmm. or a lot of Spute who are in the kind of post hardcore realm of music who were clearly inspired, even maybe indirectly, but perhaps directly by this idea of Slint doing more of like a, you know, spoken style of lyricism, which again, like, you know, why I wanted to look into it more is because if you listen to songs from Spider-Land, like, they're spoken in almost like... They're, like, they're mixed under the music yeah, in they're a lot low. of ways. The they're, vocals are very low. And so, like, you don't even notice necessarily everything that's being said throughout the album unless you really, really, really try to in a lot of ways. So you might have a song like Breadcrumb Trail where you don't really hear this whole story about this guy getting on a Ferris wheel and going up to the top and, like, look at the sky. Like, you might not really think about what's going on thematically within a song, but if you break it down where the mix isn't necessarily under all of the instrumentals and you can kind of pay more attention to it, there's a lot going on there. And that's similar to someone like a lot of spute who does a lot in terms of the story of the song that's being sung, but also is doing these kind of post hardcore messy, loud kind of instrumentals on top of it too. Yeah. This, the tonality of this thing is really interesting as well because it, it brings into play sounds in a new way. And they use a lot of harmonics and ju- it like juxtaposition, which is really good. And it's kind of fun to listen to in that regard because it's it you don't know what's coming next a lot of the time. So it and it kind of leads you along. It's just a great. I guess I have to think of the words I'm trying to go for here. Um, I don't know. Let's get to something else. What it's just we, good. What, what saying? It is just good. Another thing that's worth talking about too, because we're talking about this kind of like this realm, mm-hmm. this like uh, the the Bible Belt Midwest area, you know. So uh, the album cover, which we already mentioned, he uh, was he. They were photographed by Will Oldham yeah. of Bonnie Prince Billy. Um, my guy. It's in Indiana. Is it? I wondered where it was because I I looked I, I looked hard. I couldn't tell if it was if when I was reading about it if he took it when they were in, up in Chicago area or if they were in Southern Indiana. Although they, it wouldn't make in sense Utica. to be in Chicago. Indiana. They're in the Utica area, is my understanding. Utica. 
And so there's some kind of, you know, area where you can get to. But if you Google where this little stream is that they're doing things, you can't. It's a quarry. Thank you. Quarry. Uh, the lime oh. quarry, is that right? I know where Utica is. All I'm saying is, is that we should go for a swim soon. That's really what I wanted to get to, is yeah, that I would there. like there's to also... have an instance where we can get into this lime quarry. If I remember correctly, do you all know who Shannon Share is? No. I don't think so. All right. Well, it's a whole big thing. We don't have to get into it here. There's yeah, a witch's house in the woods near Utica. Ooh. Okay. Go on. Oh, my. And Shin Cher was a girl who attention. who was from Madison. Does she at some point does she come to the witch and then the witch this is real lifts life. up? No. <laughs> it's a, much worse a, than this. An eye patch and then she saw how she was gonna die. No. Okay. That's big fish. Yes, it is. Go on. I'll Speaking just tell, of the fish, this can be removed. I haven't because, been able to say anything yes. in a long time. Speaking of a fish, the band Slint was named after Britt Wolford's fish. pet. Fish. Yes, he was. It was. That's true. Look at that. I did a little re- research. You did a and thing. I barely you, get to talk. You learned about his pet <laughs> fish. Also, we do dominate these bigger band. This says, oh, yeah, big band, all right. This says that uh, uh, Britt Walford also requested that Steve Albany make the bass drum sound like a ham being slapped. Yeah, I did love that. That's what I want. That's what I was going to bring up earlier on tweets. And, and then it says, and then spilled a cup of tea on a all over his on his mixing board. <laughs> all over his board. I don't. Is that true? That <laughs> seems like something added later. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds there. like he was like, "Come on, Steve. I want it to sound like ham." And then he just smacked his tea. Go buy a ham. Like I want to hear what it ang- sounds like when it hits the drum. Joe, buy ham. Buy ham. <laughs> They could have done that. Come in the on, basement. man! Stop yelling into the freaking microphone. You're getting all. <laughs> Give one. me a break. I'm not going to share my beer with you anymore. <laughs> I hope you don't. Oh, wild. buddy! Come on, man. Well, I get it. Slint's a good man. Should we do that? Should we do that thing? I already did it. It's the show. I would. I yes, Slint is definitely the good band. I I, I recognize the impact that Fifty Cent has had on hip hop. Yeah, but broadly. it's not as big of an impact. Well, it's, it's it, not as big as... 50 Cent has a bigger impact on mainstream. Slint has a bigger impact on I don't know. more of like a critical realm 50 Cent fit into the no. world of mainstream hip-hop that I've he I've never in, heard of Slint in my life. I don't know. I th- Yeah, but there are bands that you have heard of and know of and enjoy who uh-huh. were greatly inspired by them. I agree. Well, Or even were inspired by possibly. who was inspired by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. The realm goes back. I I, th- I think that Caleb took uh, quite a bit of liberties with saying uh, various times throughout this episode, obviously inspired by, obviously inspired by. It's like, is it obvious or not? Like, I don't know. I think that it's, it's more, not, it not everybody. I don't think it's, <laughs> I think said. more when you listen. So I think that, I think when you listen to something and then listen back to things that came before it, you can say, I could see how this in particular led to this in the way that if you listen to Spiderland, you can see that a lot of those like post rock kind of sounds, a lot of those math rock kind of sounds were not popular before Slint. And when Slint released their album, even if it was time later, people picked up on it and said, I'd like to do more things. like." It's this. not even just about popularity. The idea, the musical ideas in the album were not solidified as something that was heard in music. Right, and in fact, on Touch and Go, it was a singular release on Touch and Go that was dramatically different from anything else on that label when it was released in 1991. And if it's, it, you'd it, be hard pressed to find something in that realm before 91, 
Yeah. I'm uh, voting for 50 Cent. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. I'm obviously voting for Slint. I yeah, don't think that would have been. No, I don't know <laughs> if I said it loud enough that you heard it. Oh, you say everything loud enough. I'm sure I do. But I will say that uh, it didn't take a lot of work for Patreon to find out that they wanted to vote for Slint. Slint won uh, completely on uh, on our on our Patreon account. Did you rate this? Did you rate Spiderland on your AOTY? Yes, I'll get there in a second. Uh, Jamie said, 50 Cent's career is like watching a train wreck. I want to stop looking and enjoying it, but just can't help it. The music is not great, however. So really, I think that predominantly what you can tell is is that those on our Patreon recognize that uh, the music of 50 Cent is perhaps not as interesting and that if you even give Slint a little bit of time, you may notice there's a little bit going on more with Slint. But I guess this episode is really our effort of saying, please go listen to more Slint. We appreciate you, 50 Cent. We're not here to disparage your name. But go listen to some more Slint, please. 98, by the way. 98. 98. 98. Uh, well, you know, could have been two points better. I'm not Jared. But I still want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of GBBBB, Good Man, Bad Man. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit while we talk about some things. Next time you hear us in two weeks... We're going to be talking about King Gizzard and the Jesus Lizard Wizard. Lots of Zerds. So you better come hang out with us in two weeks. If you want to hear us in the meantime, check out our sister podcast, Record Roundtable, released on the opposite weekly schedule. Whoa, you have a calendar and know how to count. So come check us out. We'll see y'all next time. He wished he was drunk. Not about something he just said. Don stepped outside.